Hello everyone, my name is Mariam Sembey and welcome back to another episode of Your Mind Matters 2. If this is your first time tuning in, I just want to say hi and appreciate you for taking the time to listen to my rambles about mental health. I, I always iterate this from the start so that there is no miscommunication. Um, disclaimer, this is not a medical podcast. This is just me journaling my personal rambles about mental health and talking about my experience with mental health issues and mental health struggles. If anything I talk about here resonates with you, do reach out um, and let's talk about that. Um, if, if you're returning, if, if this is your, you know, this is not the first time here, thank you so much. I really appreciate you. I appreciate your presence. I appreciate you tuning in. The continued support that you give me is immeasurable. You know, the fact that you're just listening, sharing, or even talking about my podcast is so awesome. And I'm so humbly grateful for that. Uh, I do this to spark conversation. You guys know that. But I also do this to connect with people who feel the same or think the same way or have been through something similar. And um, the fact that you guys get people reaching out and that's just awesome. Thank you so much. You don't know that um, sometimes that's what keeps me going, knowing that you're out there listening. Um, So from the bottom of my heart, thank you for helping me work through my struggles. Thank you for helping me make sense of what's going on in my head. Um, And uh, thank you for for listening, really. so I know it's been a minute, but I'm back with new content, and I'm hopeful that I'll be sharing as frequently as I did before. You know, I got my fingers crossed on that, that life doesn't get in the way, but, uh, um, yeah, let's, let's hope that works out. Um, anyway, so having said all that, let's talk about your mental health and why your mind matters too. anything about me then you know that I'm a chronic planner at six years old I knew what it was I wanted to do with my life I sat my family on a couch I took a remote control and I sang one of my favorite songs at the time I performed to them like they were an audience of thousands of people I was so sure this is what I wanted to do with my life at 13 years old with books on my mind and a bright future ahead I knew I wanted to get to high school, get a school, get a scholarship, study abroad, become somebody famous, maybe kick-ass lawyer or an author. I wanted to defend women and kids. I knew this is what I was born to do. This is what my life, my life's purpose would be. So it was such a startling surprise when at 17, what I wanted, what I knew I wanted more than anything, was to die. I wasn't okay, and for the longest time I hadn't been, even though I hadn't known that. Now my way of thinking has certainly been shaped by how I was raised. That's one thing. Um, I was raised to believe in hard work and consistency and to believe in God. These are the values that were installed in me at the very young age. And 
I knew this to the point that I was hyper aware that if I worked hard enough, if I was consistent in that, and if I believed in God, everything would work out. But hey, life gets complicated, right? Because as I developed this belief, I felt the insane need to control everything so that nothing falls out of line. Because I knew if I worked hard and was consistent and believed in God, everything I ever wanted would be at the grasp of my, you know, fingertips. And anything out of that would not be included in my plan. I had to root it out. I had to avoid it. I had to suppress it. So it it meant that for the longest time, it didn't matter that I wasn't okay. It didn't matter that... I couldn't talk to anyone about why I wasn't okay. just mattered that I took those three principles with me and I kept going. It wasn't about how I was feeling. It was about what needed to be done. What was the next thing to get me to where I wanted to be. So, yeah, I wasn't okay. And the next time I heard these words that... I'm not okay, were were not uttered by me. These were words that were uttered by a guy I used to like. So in high school, I used to like, I I had this massive crush on this boy. And, um, you know, so, so he had written a suicide letter that I stumbled upon by accident. He, he had it on his notepad and, and I was reading through because he also, used to write stories so i was reading through some of the stories and i came across um a suicide note and um when i saw that i also saw scars on his wrists he had i think he had tried to uh, hurt himself and i asked him i asked him what this was about what the scars were about what the suicide was about and he said it's nothing else just being stupid and um so this guy he was you know i knew him as the most talented person in my life he he used to rap and sing and write and it never occurred to me that he was going through anything because this is someone that made me laugh I always had a good time in his presence. It it didn't make sense. Why would he want to kill himself, you know? So for me, it was a complete shock that this boy I liked, who was always the life of the party, he had his dark moments, sure. He was moody, cranky, he drank too much. Um, but all of that didn't seem to, to lead up to that to the pain that he must have been feeling in India it didn't make sense to me um and every time I would ask him are you okay he would say I'm okay I'm fine I can't tell you how many times he said those words so many times too many times that I don't even remember and 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 it again it didn't make sense why wasn't he okay he seemed to have it all figured out you know he seemed to always have the answers and i didn't understand the next time i heard these words again i'm not okay they were said to me by one of my closest friends and um she uttered this these words to me she said mariam i'm not okay after a week of laughing and playing and partying and acting actively like 
the most happy person you could ever meet. And, you know, when I saw her, she had bags on her eyes, an empty look on her face. And with a concerned um, voice, I looked at her and I said, what is wrong? And she just said, I'm not okay. And these words we hear sometimes, right? I'm not okay. I'm not, I'm not fine. We, we hear them that they become almost monotone. You know, they become a dialogue that is so simple to dismiss. You tell a person, hi, how are you? They say, hi, I'm fine, even when they're not. Or even when they say, I'm not fine, it's almost as if they said they were. We never really take time to, to talk about this nor do we take time to process it when we're the ones saying these words if you say i'm not okay it's almost always followed with but don't worry i'll be fine i'll figure it out everything will work out we never want to process the statements we never want to process the pain and what happens is we always end up holding it suppressing it much like i did um growing up so more than proof that we are we are we're not okay we are so accustomed to seemingly have it all figured out we we wanna we wanna seem okay we wanna seem like we know what we're doing when in actuality we don't the rea- the reality of life is that half of the times we are just stumbling through life with no clue what we're doing we don't know what tomorrow brings and your life is shitty either way and you know we're close to figuring it out and guess what that's okay do you know why that's okay because that is life that's how you're meant so you, that's how you you grow that's how you grow into it um so it's okay not to have it figure out it's okay to feel shitty it's okay to feel like everything hurts what's not okay and i'm gonna get to the you know it's okay what i just said but what's not okay is faking it it's pretending it's acting like you're okay Never have I hated an English phrase as much as I hate this phrase, fake it till you make it. It's such a toxic, a toxic thing that we're told so that we don't have to take up space, so that we don't have to be honest or vulnerable. So a couple months, um, a couple months ago, I did an episode with one of my friends, Johnson and, and Robin. And we talked about toxic masculinity and about how it's hard for a guy to admit to when he's not okay. That you had to pretend, you had to seem more manly, therefore you couldn't admit to being depressed or having low moments or being suicidal. Um, so we talked the version of, of mental health struggles for men at least a little part of it especially more to do with why men feel the need to hide their mental health situations and today i want to talk about the same perspective but for women i want to talk about why it's so hard for women to admit they're not okay 
and why it's so hard for women to ask for help especially when it has to do with their mental health so i grew up with a big family i'm third of three girls and i have uh, a half brother and a half baby sister from my father whom i didn't grow up with uh, because my parents divorced when i was really young now um mom got custody so i grew up with my sisters um with my mom but i never lacked big brothers or big sisters because we always grew up in a big family i always had little cousins running around i always had big brothers who roughed me up um whenever i played with them because i never wanted to play with the girls um i was also not very smart as a kid in fact i was a little slow uh i loved to talk i loved to i was usually the talkative one and in a big family i think for those of you with a big family you would agree with me um when you're all children in a big family you must figure out your niche right you have to figure out the thing that makes you you the thing that you you can um rile people up with people um would know you for that thing now for me it was that i love to talk i could talk about anything from like when i was 4 years old i could talk your ear off and it didn't matter who you were so that was my thing i wasn't the smart one i wasn't the domestically um talented one i wasn't a good dancer i wasn't a good anything except that i could talk very very much um and as when i was growing up um my mom would tell me stories about how hard life was for her um like she grew up in a big family as well she was she had to take care of her siblings when she was really young and she had to figure it all out and she would use it as an example she would be like oh you can't do this i when i was your age i could do this and that and, and you know she made it sound like wow she had to be basically a grown up before she could grow up you know she she grew up way too fast because she had to figure it out all you know fast as she was going all on her own um her mom my grandmother depended on that um in order for for them to have order in the family they needed someone to look up to and and mom would tell me that was her and 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 she always had to I should go to school then go back home take care of her siblings make sure everyone was bathed and fed before getting to homework so um she grew up at a young age to be very responsible and she would always tell me the same thing and because of that it meant i've never seen my mom um cry actually i i don't remember the last time i saw her cry or ask for help for that matter um which also made it hard for me to ask for help not not about the basic things you know things that i knew only my mom could help me with i could ask that's fine but uh when i started struggling with my mental health um especially with my mental struggles mental health struggles i could ask for help um these were things i could explain things that i felt i needed to figure out on my own so i never felt um like i could tell her about it and 
the truth is that in life we all go through challenges and throughout our lifetime you you may see these challenges or you don't you see someone struggling or you don't you know either way everyone has something you know everyone has that demon that they're trying to slay and stuff like disability or grief or loneliness this are this okay disability and 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 um physical health uh you know illnesses these are things you can see maybe um but stuff like grief loneliness mental health issues um these are things you can't see and unless someone shares it with you you never really know what a person is going through um so while my mom could see some of my challenges others i had you know very much learned at a young age to hide and part of that was um because i felt like i needed to be okay i need to pretend to be okay so that she didn't have to worry uh so i i guess this is my of saying that i never learned um as a girl when it comes to stuff i couldn't explain like my mental health struggles i never learned to ask for help so it's based on that that i thought of doing this episode and i wrote up a few questions i wrote up a few questions to do as an exercise so to you that's listening um i need you to help me out i need you to help me out by doing this exercise with me um i'm going to ask you a series of questions i need you to put your finger down if any of the things that i ask here resonate with you or relate um to you if it's something you could relate to then yeah put your finger down um i don't know if that makes sense but let's go on um put your finger down if you have ever felt depressed and couldn't figure out why put your finger down if you could figure out why but didn't tell anyone about it put a finger down if you did tell anyone about it but they couldn't help you put a finger down if you did tell someone but immediately followed the statement with don't worry i'll be okay put a finger down if you have ever seen a loved one or clearly not okay or struggling with something and when you ask them they tell you otherwise put a finger down if every time you wanted to share what was eating you up or keeping you up at night or worrying you out you heard a voice in your head telling you not to put a finger down if you grew up believing or being told to toughen it up or to fake it until you make it put a finger down if you're genuinely physically emotionally psychologically so exhausted that all you want is for everything to end put a finger down if you have ever been um so admittedly scared about all the things i just talked about here but never said it to anyone else but yourself put a finger down if you continue with life like nothing is wrong so that you don't have to bother anyone with your problems Do you have any fingers left up? That's the pressure you put on yourself. Do you understand now? Do you get it? Do you get the dire urgency of having to ask for help? This is this is the burden you put on yourself. This the anguish that you have to go through all this without without ever asking for help is so much than more one person should have to bear. 
your depression your mental health struggles whether it's eating disorders whether it's a, a mental health disorder whatever it is that, that you are battling anxiety depression suicidal thoughts all of this they feed from a place of fear they feed from a place of uncertainty whenever you feel like you can't talk to a person about something most almost always it's the anxiety telling you not to it's the depression shutting your mouth up now i want this episode to be a manifesto for all women not just me to be able to find the strength to ask for help to be able to find the strength to admit when they're not okay uh i believe that uh in order for things to work then dominoes have to fall one at a time one has to fall in order for all the other dominoes to fall in place so if we want the people closest to uh, to us to be able to ask for help to rely on us and ask for help when they truly need it and not just when they want it then as women we have to get comfortable with asking for help ourselves um my hope is that for the ladies the women that are listening to this that you get inspired not just today but every day for the rest of your life to be a domino and what that looks like for me is if you're a leader then asking for help is a show strength so get comfortable with being able to say when you're not okay don't be scared that is something that your position can use to exploit asking for help is where you find true strength if you're a junior then admit not knowing what it is you're doing admit to making a mistake and owning it up admit admit you need help with the hope that when you do get the help that you do um that you need that you can know better and help others who find themselves in that same paralyzing position if you're a mom then being a domino for me is being beautifully strong enough to admit when you're tired of carrying everyone else's package on your ironclad back it's looking the love of your life in the eyes and saying baby i need your help is treating your kids with the respect to know that they too affect your mental health and that they are as accountable to your mental wellness as you are to theirs as a sister a friend a lover it is knowing the weight of the silences it's not help me with this so that i can help with that rather it's i wish i was strong enough to help you right now but i'm not so please help me it's human to admit you can't go on but you need a minute and you need a minute to pause and you know what i get it we're so accustomed to being fearless we want to persevere against all odds to be the punching bag that never hits back but you know what is underneath the layer of superhuman strength fear we get scared we get weak and we get beaten down the true strength comes from knowing when that happens and asking for help so that you'll be able to get back up and you know the the thing is that 
fear is what makes it seem like it's weak to ask for help and once you lose control and and everything in your life falls apart that's when you realize there's a true respect there's real strength and and respect to looking yourself in the eye and say stopping shit and get help this is why it's so important to have a support system i can't even say enough about that i don't know where i would be without my support system so that's the kind of help you need you need people that you can go to and and talk to and and be honest with people whom you don't have to answer the monotone i am fine whenever you're poised with the question of how are you feeling even when you're not fine you know and um perhaps um we are so scared to being vulnerable hence we don't ask for help so i think we need to be able to get comfortable with saying these three words i am not okay and i get it comes with so much uncertainty i understand it comes with disappointment it comes with rejection with hypocrisy with heartbreak and that all too familiar patriarchal line of i thought women can do it all you know i get it i get it but it's life and death here and and we need to be able to make a choice where we pick life over over the fear of living because it's when you're scared to asking for help when you truly do fear living that's my opinion by the way it's not it's not a science it's not a dogma it's just my opinion um, um the thought that women can do it all is not it's a fact it is but also we can do it all with help so we need to get comfortable to asking for help especially when we're not mentally okay to be able to do it all on our own um what's ridiculous is it's not always um the outside forces as i think i mentioned this earlier it's not always the outside voices that tell us we can't do it it's usually ourselves we're usually the ones telling ourselves that don't ask for help we're usually the ones shutting our voices up you know it could be a mental thing it could be a you know like a mantra you say to yourself don't ask for help or don't tell that person you know okay so it's ridiculous i think it's a very ridiculous thing to do it's it's a defense mechanism that needs to stop we need to grow out of these toxic um traits these toxic defense mechanisms that we have been so accustomed to falling back on and we need to get better at asking for help so that we can help our daughters our sisters our mothers our wives our friends to to believe in in themselves so they too can ask for help when they need it um i don't know if any of what i'm saying is makes sense is making sense i'm sort of rambling here so i hope that it's at least coming through the way um i i wanted to the main essence here is you can't pour from an empty cup you can't keep on helping others if you are not getting help yourself so you need to help yourself too so you need to ask for help ladies this is not negotiable we need to get to a place where we are as important to um 
asking for help as we are at giving it i don't know if that made sense it's pretty late so i'm not sure if i'm making any sense right now um <laughs> listen if we're going to take if you're going to take anything from tonight's um episode then take this right we need we need to get comfortable with being um the pill of strength but we also need to get comfortable with being the pill of strength that asks for help right um we're so used to being able to do it all we 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 need to do the school the family the job the, the everything we need to be so good at that that we give such little importance to what it does to our mental health so i understand the sentiment that you can't break um because you have people depending on you to be okay i get it i get it but what i'm saying is fine be okay but when you are not okay and it's perfectly human to not be okay ask for help that's it it's all i'm asking for just ask for help reach out i don't care who you reach out to could be a stranger could be a loved one could be a friend reach out to someone you trust and ask for help that's all um that's all i have for today thank you so much for listening i hope that whatever it is that is troubling you whatever it is that you're struggling with i hope you find the strength to ask for help my name is marim sunday and this is my podcast your mind matters too